the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WTBN Pinellas Park. Up next is Verse by Verse, sponsored by Verse by Verse Ministries. As I said earlier in my prayer, you can't get to Psalm 23 unless you first go through Psalm 22, which talks about the sufferings of Christ, the, the meaning of Christ's death on behalf of of his people. But when you come to Christ for salvation, the war is over. You are at peace with God. You're listening to Verse by Verse, a ministry of Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. Our teacher is Pastor Steve Kreloff. To be at peace with God is, to put it mildly, a nice place to be. But there is another kind of peace that God offers us through Christ. That is the peace of God. Or, as David said in Psalm 23, to lie in green pastures. Let's resume our study of this most popular of Bible passages, the 23rd Psalm. Here's Pastor Steve to conclude his first message in this series about our Good Shepherd. Philip Keller was a a pastor who also spent many years as a shepherd. A number of years ago, he wrote a book about Psalm 23 entitled, The Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23, and concerning the fact that sheep don't easily lie down and find rest, here's what Philip Keller wrote. He said, it is almost impossible for them, speaking of the sheep, to be made to lie down unless four requirements are met. Owing to their timidity, they refuse to lie down unless they are free of all fear. Because of the social behavior within a flock, sheep will not lie down unless they are free from friction with others of their kind. If tormented by flies or a parasite, sheep will not lie down. Only when free of these pests can they relax. Lastly, he said, sheep will not lie down as long as they feel in need of finding food. They must be free from hunger. Now, in light of the fact that David was certainly well aware that the only way that sheep will lie down and rest is if their shepherd gives them peace of mind by freeing them from these distractions, he tells us, in light of all of that, that the Lord, as our shepherd, makes us to lie down and rest. How? By giving us peace in our hearts. The rest he's talking about here is the rest in our soul. He's not talking about physical sleep. He's not talking about taking a nap. He's talking about peace, restfulness in our hearts, just using this metaphor of, of sheep lying down. See, the point that David is making is that we don't have to be fearful anxious because God as our loving shepherd has provided peace for us so that we can have rest in our souls. So how does he do this? How does this work? How do we find rest in our hearts when frankly there are so many things in our lives that threaten to rob us of peace and rest? Health issues, money challenges, conflicts with people, struggles at work, marriage problems, family problems, and on and on and on it goes. Well, true peace has a starting point. The Bible says it starts when we come to Christ for salvation. That's where peace with God takes place. You see, prior to salvation, 
we were at war with God, fighting him. And it's because of our sins. We were rebels. We disobeyed him. We fought against him. And all of his holy standards, we may not have been aware of that, but that's what we were doing. But when we come to Christ for salvation, you know what happens? Not only are we saved, not only are we forgiven, not only is Christ's righteousness put on our account, but the war is over. It's not just a temporary ceasefire. It's over. The peace treaty has been signed. We are at peace with God. That is precisely what the Apostle Paul says in Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace with God. Justified by faith, we have peace with God. Jesus said really the same thing. Matthew 11, verse 28, when he said, Come unto me, all who are weary and, and burdened, and I will give you rest. This is not the rest of, as I said, taking a nap or getting a good night's sleep. This is not that at all. This was said to Jewish people who were so burdened and, and heavy laden by all the rules and, and legalism and rituals that were imposed on them by the Pharisees. They had no rest for their souls because they were constantly trying to earn their way to heaven. Constantly trying to keep all of these external rules and and they were consumed with trying to be good enough to gain God's favor. And here comes Jesus who invites them to come to him for rest. That's the rest of salvation because he has provided salvation by his death on the cross. So peace comes, folks, to our weary souls when we rest in the finished work of Christ for salvation. As I said earlier in my prayer, You can't get to Psalm 23 unless you first go through Psalm 22, which talks about the sufferings of Christ, the the meaning of Christ's death on behalf of his people. But when you come to Christ for salvation, the war is over. You are at peace with God. However, and there is a however, there are many believers in Christ who still find themselves quite anxious worried a lot, very fearful, even though they do trust Christ to be their Savior. And you may be one of them. All of us at times struggle with this, some more than others. See, though they have peace with God, they don't have the peace of God. There is a difference. You may be at peace with God, that's salvation, but you don't have the peace of God permeating your hearts. So everything seems to be upsetting We find ourselves fretting a great deal, worrying about so many things. So the question is, how does a believer in Jesus Christ get this peace in his heart, this rest in his soul that David says the Lord provides for his sheep? Listen very closely. The rest that every single believer wants only comes when we understand and we believe the glorious truth that God is totally sovereign, totally good, and totally wise. See, only when we see that God is sovereign, by that I mean he's in control of everything, all of our circumstances. There are no accidents in life. There are no random things that just happen by chance. When we believe that God is sovereignly in control over all of our circumstances, and that he only allows things to happen in our lives that are for our good, that's when we'll have rest That's when we'll have peace in our hearts. That's why, and you must turn here to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 is a critical verse to understand. Romans 8 and then verse 28 and then verse 29. This is, folks, this is the key. Romans 8 verse 28 says this, And we know 
We know this for a fact that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God. Those who love God means believers, any believer. Every believer loves God. This is not a special class of believer. We know that God causes all things to work together for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Those who know him, those who love him are called by him for a certain purpose. What is that ultimate purpose? Well, let's read on. Verse 29. For those whom he foreknew, it means those who he ordained in the past, he also predestined. This is our purpose. If you're a believer, this is God's ultimate purpose for you. He also predestined to become conformed to the image of his son. This is such an important truth to grasp. Everything that God brings into our lives, he sends for our good and for his glory because everything is designed by a loving, kind, sovereign God to make us more like Jesus Christ in terms of our character. That's called progressive sanctification, spiritual growth. In other words, everything that happens to us has been sent by a kind God for the purpose of developing our character so that we are growing more godly and more holy every day as we become more Christ-like. And when we really believe this, and a lot of Christians do not believe that God is sovereign, and thus they really don't have peace. But when we really believe this, that is when we experience rest the rest that David is talking about. This lying down in green pastures and being beside quiet waters. One man who was deeply impacted by the truth of God's sovereignty was a man by the name of George Mueller. Some of you, I'm sure, have heard of George Mueller. I first heard of him when I was a student many years ago in Bible college. I read a biography about George Mueller. I think the one thing that stands out when you read about Mueller and you know about his life was that he was a man who trusted God for all of his needs, to meet every single one of his needs. He ran a a number of orphanages in England in the 1800s. Though he was from Germany, he ministered mostly in England in the city of Bristol. He was known as Mueller of Bristol. But he took care of thousands and thousands of orphans in England and was responsible for taking care of their every need. What is so impressive about George Mueller's life and his relationship with the Lord is that he never told anyone about his needs. He just believed that it would bring God glory when people saw him, a common average man, trust the Lord to meet his needs, and God would. And the stories, and I would encourage you to read his biography. There are a number of biographies out there about Mueller, but his life story reads as if he's part of the heroes of faith in Hebrews chapter 11. By faith, George Mueller believed God for this amount of money and God provided for him. Some of the answers to prayer are just remarkable and they will strengthen your faith. But what many people don't know about George Mueller is that he believed in the sovereignty of God. In fact, his life was changed when as a believer, he became a five-point Calvinist. He believed in the sovereignty of God. It was this belief in God being sovereign that gave Mueller the rest and the peace in the Lord that no matter how difficult a circumstance he found himself in, he was completely satisfied with God. He was not filled with fear or anxiety. And I want you to hear how he faced the most difficult circumstance that anyone can face, the death of one's spouse. In his own words, George Mueller tells us how he strengthened himself when he was told 
by a doctor that his wife, Mary, was dying. His own words, he said, and I quote, The last portion of scripture which I read to my precious wife was this, The Lord is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. That's Psalm 84. The Lord is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. He said, now, if we have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, we have received grace. We are partakers of grace. And to all such, he will give glory also. So I said to myself with regard to the latter part, no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. I am in myself a poor worthless sinner, but I've been saved by the blood of Christ, and I do not live in sin. I walk uprightly before God. Therefore, if it is really good for me, my darling wife will be raised up again, sick as she is. God will restore her again. But if she is not restored again, then it would not be a good thing for me. And so my heart was at rest. I was satisfied with God. And all this springs, he said, as I have often said before, from taking God at his word, believing what he says. Now, folks, this is really the key to having peace and rest in the Lord. The key is to take God at his word. And his word says, no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. So if you're walking with integrity, and I don't mean perfection, none of us would be qualified then, But if you are walking with integrity before the Lord and you're not in rebellion towards him, then you can trust God to bring into your life what is good for you in the sense that this is what you need. And he knows this is what you need to grow in him. This is the very truth that brought George Mueller to rest, even when his wife died. And it's the truth that will make you lie down with calmness of heart and soul in the lush green pastures and beside those very quiet, still, non-rushing waters. See, it's when we know that God is sovereign and that he only brings into our lives those things that are for our own good that we can find rest in him. There is no other way. There is no other way. Only when we trust his kind heart and his sovereign goodness and his wisdom will we experience peace in every and any situation. See, it's this belief in the character of God to be sovereign, but not only sovereign, good and wise that brings all of the scriptures about him giving us peace that make them alive and experienced by us. And one passage of scripture that I want you to see is Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. All these truths about God's sovereignty come together When you see a passage like this, the sovereignty of God and goodness and wisdom of God is foundational to making these verses experiential, these truths experiential in your life. Paul writes in Philippians chapter 4, starting in verse 6, he says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there's any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. The things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Now notice he mentions peace several times here. 
In these verses, Paul tells us how to experience God's peace. He tells us that we may not be able to fully understand it. In fact, he said it is beyond human comprehension. So even though we don't understand it, Paul assures us that we can experience it. He gives us three things to do to make this a reality. Note this. Write this down. These are the keys to peace, having the foundation of belief in God's sovereignty. First of all, he tells us to cast our cares upon the Lord. In verse 6, be anxious for nothing. And he means absolutely nothing. Don't worry about anything. But in everything, and he means absolutely everything, by prayer and supplication, giving thanks to God, let your request be known to him. We are to make our request known to God. We are to cast our cares upon him. But let me caution you, this does not mean simply pray. That's not what Paul is saying, just pray. What he is saying is when you pray, trust God that he's going to answer your prayers. Don't just say these words to him in prayer, but believe him, I think that's where the thanksgiving comes in. Give him thanks for what he's done in the past, knowing that this is what he's going to do in the future. He is a God who answers prayers. So we don't just say words of a prayer. We pray, trusting him to answer our prayers in a way that will bring him glory and will be in our best interest. Secondly, then Paul tells us that if we're going to have God's peace, we have to make sure that our minds think about the right things. We need to make a conscious effort to think about the things that are virtuous. And so he lists in verse 8 a number of those virtues to help guide us in our thinking. Whatever is honorable, whatever is truthful, whatever is pure, whatever is excellent, etc., etc., etc. He said, those are the things that you are to think on. And the word for think or ponder means to meditate. It's not a passing thought. Think hard about these things. You see, the reason for this is because anxiety always arises out of wrong thinking. As we let our minds wander into forbidden areas of worrying, usually about the future, what might be, which usually never is, we can make ourselves sick thinking about sickness that we'll never get. We imagine the worst-case scenarios. So, if we're going to rest in the Lord, we have to discipline our minds to cut off those things. You can be tempted with those thoughts, but you don't have to dwell there. We have to discipline our minds to think about those things that God says are true, are excellent, are worthy of praise. That's why the Bible tells us to meditate on Scripture, because when we do that, we are thinking on those things that are worthy of praise and are true. So we cast our cares upon the Lord. We think proper, godly thoughts. Third, Paul tells us the way to experience God's peace. He says in verse 9, he tells the Philippians that the things they've learned from him, the things they've observed him do, they need to practice. They need to practice those things. And he says, then the God of peace will be with you. In other words, they need to obey the word of God that they saw lived out in Paul's life, and they need to apply those truths in their own lives. They need to put them into practice. What is Paul saying? If you want peace in your heart, you've got to be obedient. You can't be sinful in rebellion against the Lord and expect him to give you peace. That gives people anxiety. Believers know when they're out of fellowship with the Lord, when they're fighting him. That leads to restlessness of heart. But peace comes with trusting God, with right thinking, and obedience. Those are the keys to being at rest in the Lord. But all of this is dependent on believing that God is sovereign, and he's good, and he's wise, and he's not out to mess up your life. He's out to bring into your life only those things that are for your benefit to enhance your relationship with him. Folks, this is how our good shepherd gives us 
a calm and a restful heart. So if you're filled with anxiety today, rest in the Lord. Believe that he's sovereign. Believe he's good. Believe he's wise. And believing this, trust him that he knows what's best for you. He lets nothing into your life that isn't for your own good. Now, you may not see it. You may not understand it. But Paul didn't say, we feel that all things work together for good. No, we know that all things work together for good. And we know it by faith because we know the character of our God. And the result is that we are at rest and in peace. We lie down. We're like sheep who now feel so comfortable, so comfortable because of the presence of our shepherd who, who's watching over us that we do lie down in green pastures and beside those quiet waters. But listen, you'll never know this peace. You never know this peace of God until you first make peace with God. And that comes only by trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's why I said Psalm 22 comes first. It comes first because it tells us about the sufferings of Christ on the cross as he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus was forsaken because while on the cross, he who knew no sin became sin for us. He who was the sinless son of God was dying, being punished in the place of sinners and God abandoned him. It's as if Christ was in hell for us and God's presence fled from him. There was a rhetorical question when he said, why have you forsaken me? He knew why. Because he was dying, being punished in the place of sinners like us, having the full wrath of the Father poured out upon him. When you believe that, and you believe you're a sinner who deserves to have God's wrath poured out upon you, and you come to a point where you hate your sin, and you don't want to live the way you've been living, and you turn from your sin, and you turn to Christ for his mercy and grace, and cry out for him to save your soul, that's when you make peace with God. That's when you're saved. So I urge you, if you've never done that, make sure you do that today. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Make sure you know Christ today while he's still talking to you and your heart is listening. Let's bow for prayer. Father, thank you for letting us just get a little glimpse into this marvelous psalm. Lord, I pray for any believer here who's struggling now with anxiety, worry, fretting, fearfulness. I pray that your word has ministered to them. And that you'll give them the help they need to apply these truths to their lives. It always starts with the right thinking. So help us to think properly about you, Lord. Our sovereign shepherd who loves us, cares for us, meets every one of the needs that that we have to walk with you. And Lord, we do need rest. I pray for each believer here to be at rest in their hearts. Recognizing that no good thing will you withhold from those who walk uprightly. I pray, Father, too, for those who are not your sheep, not yet. I pray that they'll become your sheep even today. I pray that the Spirit of God will open their hearts to the gospel and that they will see that they are lost, like lost sheep who've gone astray, and that they'll come running to you, the good shepherd, believing that you laid down your life, Lord Jesus, for them, and that they'll trust you and rest in the finished work that you accomplished on the cross. 
We ask you to do this, Lord, to bring glory to yourself. And we pray, Lord, that you'll help us, even as we proceed in weeks ahead, to move ahead in this psalm. We pray that you'll teach us marvelous things about yourself. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you've never trusted Christ as your Lord and Savior, I hope you'll do that today. He wants to care for you, but he won't do anything until you are one of his sheep. Thanks for tuning in today to Verse by Verse. Our teacher is Pastor Steve Kreloff, the teaching pastor at Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. He is taking us on a guided tour through the 23rd Psalm, and today was the conclusion of the first message in this series. If you'd like to talk to someone about what you heard today, you can do so by calling 727-441-1714. Again, that number is 727-441-1714. Or you can contact Verse by Verse by email. If you go to the website, versebyverseradio.org, there is a link there called Contact Us. That's over at the right side of the screen. Again, that is versebyverseradio.org. Well, this is Verse by Verse, and I'm your announcer, Jerry Peterson. Please come back next time for more from the 23rd chapter of Psalms. You've been listening to Verse by Verse, sponsored by Verse by Verse Ministries. This program was pre-recorded. To learn more, including how to donate to this ministry, visit versebyverseradio.org. That's Verse by Verse. We are here to give you strength between... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.